What have you guys been up to? Like, it hasn't been that long since we recorded, but it feels like it's been, like, weeks. What have we been up to? I mean, I got my nails done and, you know, Same. put them in the sun, apparently, because they burned. I didn't know they weren't supposed to do that. Yeah, Sarah's <laughs> like, so, like, whenever you guys get, you know, gel and you put it in a thing, it, like, burns. And we were, I was like, what? The UVB light? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't like burn the whole time. It just for like no a like, couple seconds. Nope. Like I feel it melding to my skin. Nope. <laughs> oh well. Is that the same thing okay, they tell you, you know when what? you go tanning? You know like just really feel it and the heat meld to well, your when skin. When you get a spray tan, you do have to like, hop in a tanning bed for a second after. What? No one else saw that either. No. No. <laughs> Sarah. No, my sister-in-law like spray tans out of her house. Okay, so most recently, that had, I guess that had not happened recently. Yeah, I just step out and dry. But growing up, when I would get spray tans from this little place in specific Missouri, <laughs> um, find it if you must, <laughs> I put it in code. <laughs> As if we haven't said it on every other episode. It's fine. It's fine. Specifically. Um, they would, you know. A lady would do it. You'd go in there and she'd spray you. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. And you'd hop in a standing tanning bed to bake it in your skin. No. Whoa. No. There's no way that that did anything. Well, it felt like it did, and I did it every time. <laughs> did they not dry you off with, like, a, like air? No. Okay, well, maybe that was, like, a weird way to do it. But, like, my sister-in-law, like, sh- sprays you, like, where you need to go. And, like, as she's doing it, uses, like a professional looking vacuum but instead of blowing air in it blows cool air out so it keeps you cool while oh. i mean you gotta remember this is a small town we were impressed we had spray tan period okay fair like there was three colors and three colors only and at one point in time she talked to me to get in the darkest color oh no and I was coaching fourth grade girls basketball, and I showed up, and none of the girls want to talk to me. Like, Why is Coach Sarah so scary? Oh my god! <laughs> because it did just look shocking. Like, not that being super tan is shocking, but on me, it was like, whoa. <laughs> Rut row. Okay, and yeah. also, I will, okay, I will take back a little bit about the nail situation. It's been a hot minute since I've had gel. Yeah. So, female or nail getting done listeners, um, if you do gel, let me know. Is it supposed to be? Does it burn? Is it supposed to? Like the moment you put your your um, so it's like you insert and then it's your cuticles in there and it just normally like I can handle it, but I don't <laughs> so it's know. Like literally two seconds. Yes, like insert hot hot, then it's done. No, it's insert hot, less hot, less hot, manageable. Ooh, Sarah. But this last time, I don't know if the mat I've noticed does hurt more. Okay, that's not fucking normal. <laughs> I just thought it was beauty. All right, face. Listen, listen. And it's just like your nails. You don't feel, or is yeah, it like just my nails? Just your nails. This last time we were pulling out, being like, huh, I wonder what it feels like to have your nails pulled out because that really did hurt. Oh, like no. I had to like stop, stop, stop. Oh my god, I my hand for a minute and I was like, well, you can't see. Blow on nails, which did nothing, and then I put them back. Okay, in. yeah, listeners, please. I'm thoroughly convinced that this is not fucking normal but let us know unless it means i'm gonna die in seven days then keep that to yourself i'm happy what if they're like um you have a rare disease that you will die well it's been burning for a hot long time oh, that's apparently true. so you, i think you're okay maybe it means you're like the devil or something now if i was the devil i would like the heat maybe but i am it's like God. maybe it's like you're always just warm and then that's like extra heat it's a different it's like uv light heat it's different i think it's your nails fucking like going, ah, help me! 
underneath. Oh my god. Like, like, you know, just blew out everyone's ears. Like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. You know how like whenever you like mow your lawn and you know that they say like that grass smell? It's actually mm-hmm. the grass like producing a smell that that like help me. I'm like you hurt. I'm hurt. Um, <laughs> this turned morbid. <laughs> so I do have weird thoughts, and I was thinking, okay, so we do D and D, yeah. And my person's like a magic person, and like I'm very like earthy, and I was like, oh, how cool. Okay, I was thinking, I was like, of things I could say that are weird and earthy, and I was like, what if I could like see what's happening around the world by talking to the grass because grass <laughs> is the skin of the earth. <laughs> If you get cut on the your knee, skin. you definitely <laughs> fall over. You got cut on your knee. I don't have to be at knee level. Like, are you okay? So it's like, no. water the blood of the earth then? <laughs> Maybe. I hadn't gotten that far. I had just gotten to grass. And I was like, oh, that would suck, though, for walking on it. But I guess maybe, I don't know. I didn't get past that. <clears throat> <laughs> I. This is dinner conversation I have with Andrew every day. <laughs> So if you're single out there, just know there's someone for everyone. Just wait. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause he, with the straight face is like, okay, I can see how you got there, but I like how he at least entertains it. Yeah. You know, like, Damn. You know, we'll play around. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you also, know, welcome to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Sarah. I'm Morgan. I'm Aaron. And we're the skin of the earth. <laughs> Aaron really is the skin of the earth. She is. Fine. Oh, yeah. That means that we're going to sell her glue skin yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Sweat. Yeah. Yes. Glue sweat. She sweats sweat and glue. produces glue. So we're going to harvest it like a... You know, like, have you ever seen those things, like a honeycomb video where they, like, <sighs> scrape it out? Those that's, are very peaceful looking. I know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Just okay. it'll, it'll look like we're sugar waxing her, but it's uh-huh. clear glue. Oh, use use for all surfaces, wood, vinyl, whatever you want. External use only. Yes. You got a patch of grass that's coming up. It's not talking to you. (laughs) Lay a little little glue down, use it for sod, I think. (laughs) Anyway, you're welcome. (laughs) Patent. That's patented. Your gutter starts falling down. (laughs) Stick a little air in up there. (laughs) It's called AE glue. Wait, EA glue. Yeah, Aaron Allen. Not Alan yeah, for a second I was like, how's Aaron Florida? <laughs> <laughs> it's called A-A-Bron glue. Oh my god. Alright, okay. you got a game. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so because I'm I'm not super creative, I try. Um, I found a website that says 140 plus fun who goes first ideas from board game rules. And as I was reading them, it's stuff like whoever has brown eyes, whoever has the largest ears, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool. well, I know that of everyone. Uh-huh. So instead, I picked the num- like the random app that I have and put in numbers 0 through 144, and it's going to pick which one it is for us. Oh, okay. So like they're na- like it's labeled like number one, largest ears, number two. And so phone. this will pick the one for us. And then I have an app to pick us. a random number, and then that will be the thing we yeah, follow. Yeah, thing we follow. Cool. Okay. Well, if it doesn't make sense, like, who's a boy? <laughs> then we'll, <laughs> we'll pick a new one. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, it says 38. Okay. So it's Groly Poly. 38. Dude, my freaking eye hurts. Okay, 38. I'm trying to think of something ridiculous, like, 
Who has walked on the most white sand beaches? <laughs> Who last visited a mountain? Yeah, I'd say it's definitely Morgan. Okay. Yeah. And then do we want to pick a new one for you two? Or do you want to try to figure out? I mean, I went to Montana in November. I also went to Missouri. I wouldn't call those mountains. Those are more cliffs. I'm, I'm doing it again. 119. Okay. Sorry, I made me scroll back. Oh, that's okay. 119. I was going to say, the last time into Alaska. But... Go oh, ahead. No. What is it? No. Your, Does your it face? make sense? <laughs> oh, my. Who has the biggest test? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the huskiest voice? All right, so I'm last. <laughs> no, let's call it like we see it. Everyone's I mean, Aaron's we voice. call her Wheezy for a reason. So, Well, everyone's like, that voice. It's so sultry. And then I Morgan try. has such fun little like comments and laughs. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, you're funny. Thank you. No, Sarah, you're fucking hilarious. You, I build off what you say. You say something funny, and then I'm like, you also, blah, blah, blah. and it's just, this I don't. So did is, you say you lose, or yeah, I, I think you have a huskier voice. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh, so I win that you one. Win. Oh okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was like, you are second, milady. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let me. Okay, I found it. <clears throat> You found it in the mountains? I found it in the mountains. <laughs> but not where we're going for my critter that I'm bringing you today. Critter. A critter. 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 So, <laughs> uh, and that's why we drink. In case you don't listen to them, go check them out. They're great. Shared on their Facebook <laughs> a BuzzFeed quiz, and it's um, Cryptid lover quiz. Eat some food and I'll give you a cryptid significant other. Shut up. That's awesome. <laughs> and so I took the quiz <laughs> and apparently mine was a bunyip. So and literally it's like mom's dating a cryptid? Yeah. <laughs> yes. My Like mom's date with a cryptid. Yeah. Exactly. And I even took it two times and changed some answers and still got a bunyip. So oh, I was like, a bunyip? Well, I think it was when my grandma gets on her feet and she bun-yun. wears... Oh, too small. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, when you, t- yeah, it's gross. Uh, I had never even heard mm-hmm. of this cryptid, so of course I had to learn. And I uh, had to learn all about my future life partner. Sorry, Wes. <clears throat> I'm sure he understands. Yeah. He, who is he to stand in the way of right. a bun? Bun-yip. Bun bun-yip. Mm-hmm. Bun-yip. It's literally spelled B-U-N-Y-I-P. Oh. Ah, bun-yip. I, I looked it up because I was like, well, I looked it up and it said B-U-N-Y-I-P. And I was like, so boon, like boon. And then wait, boo, nip, nip. I could, I, anyways, yeah, I was yeah. worried that it was like that I didn't have my diction correct. Yes, yeah. bun yip. Oh, so, okay, bun yip. <laughs> Bone yip. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, much may not be known. Well, there may not be much concrete or solid info on these guys. Um, but to quote cryptids, fan, cryptids.fandom.com, all sightings agree that this is definitely an aquatic mammal. Okay. Okay. Lock that in. Quata? Yeah. Uh, And also, let it be known that Robert Holden's book from 2001, uh, quote, he identified at least nine regional variations of the creature. Mm. Uh, This was found on Wikipedia. Um, And uh, I'm going to go into some some descriptions, um, but again, bear with me. They are very differing and very random. Okay. Perfect. Yep. I'm ready. 
Um, so to give you a little backdrop, the bunyip uh, was part of traditional Aboriginal beliefs and stories through Australia. So that's where it's starting out. Okay. <laughs> Britannica.com describes, quote, a round head, an elonged neck, an elongated neck, a body resembling that of an ox, hippo, or manatee. Some accounts give it a human figure. Oh. You had me until human. Because mm-hmm. at first I was like, okay, they're big. So, yes. Okay, so I read a little bit about it. Like, I skimmed a couple articles. And I was like, I let's see if there's anything on it. So I typed in Bunyip on Spotify. And a couple podcasts came up. And you guys know how sensitive I am to people's voices. Mm-hmm. And one podcast talked like this about the Bunyip. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, sorry. I did find one where it was so cool the it was a couple and the woman was from australia so like i got to hear about the bunyip in an australian accent and i was like yes but her husband who i think is from the united states but they live in australia from what i could gather um this uh podcast is they they call it the maul podcast but it's mysteries er and and urban legends so on their like cover photo it just has like the initials okay Um, their cover photos are very spooky so if you want to check them out i'm probably going to start listening to more but (laughs) it popped right up when i typed in bunyip so um the husband host um (laughs) after she described a couple of things i can to basically put it the best way he said I cannot even mentally picture this animal. And it's like, after I read these other descriptions, I think you'll be in the same boat as him. Like, there's just, there's just not one. I can picture it, but I have a, I have a glaring question. Mm-hmm. Do they walk on all fours or are they bipedal like humans? I think they mostly walk on all fours. Okay. From what I read. Then I can picture it. Okay. It's not pretty, but I got it. In there. <laughs> well then apparently, here we go. Cryptids, again, cryptids.fandom.com. I'm just going to read directly because it is gives the best description of another possibility of what they look like. Okay. The bunyip then is represented as uniting the characteristics of a bird and an alligator. It has a head resembling an emu with a long bill at the extremity of which is trans transverse projection on the side with serrated edges like the bone of a stingray. So it's talking about a beak, and on the edges of the beak are stabby things. Can I put uh, on paper? I can vision this. I'm gonna let us, I'm gonna let you guys see exactly what's in my head. Let's go. Okay. I got it. Oh, you sorry. Do? My yeah. printer wasn't working, or I would have had my own. No, day. girl. Thank you. I can't wait. Send me. Thank okay. you. Okay, cool, cool. so you got a very round head. But remember, there. This is a different description than of what I said first. Ah, uh, because the regional. Yeah, the regional. Do you want me to read you the first one again? No, the first okay. one I got. Elongated neck. Okay. Big old body. Okay. <laughs> but possibly human. Yeah, got it. Okay, cool. Steps. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. We'll start over. Mm, my drawing does not look what my head looks like. That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling you. Uh, again, uh, and again, sorry I'm stuttering so much that they it's worded pretty weird. But the bunyip then is represented as uniting the characteristics of a bird and an alligator. It has a head resembling an emu with a long bill at the end of the extremity, which is a transverse projection on each side with serrated edges like the bone of a stingray. Which is really freaky, and stingrays are my least favorite animal. And I think I can speak for everyone when I say that. If you're a true Steve Irwin fan. They did it to themselves. The stingrays? 
Yeah. Yeah, by doing that. They shouldn't have killed Steve Urkel. Honestly, like, I'm kind of pissed. Like, if he had to go, couldn't he have, like, be, at least been, like, eaten by the croc, like, crocodile hunter? Ugh, stupid fucking stingray. Anyway, um, have I given you enough time to draw? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, uh, its body and legs part- partake of the nature of the alligator. The hind legs are remarkably thick and strong. Oh. And the four legs are much longer, but still of great strength. <laughs> the extremities are furnished with long claws. Um, also, I, I'm i going to do the exact same thing as the podcast I listened to. M-A-U... What is it? What did I say? M- M-A-U-L. Um, this is a quote directly from, like, somebody's sights and seeing of it and they refer to a certain group of people in a not nice word it's not as bad as i thought but so i'm i am literally quoting what they saw i'm not saying this of my own volition so uh okay the extremities are furnished with long claws but the blacks say its usual method of killing its prey is by hugging it to death then in the water it swims like a frog and when on shore oh it walks on its hind legs with its head erect in which position it measures 12 to 13 feet in height oh my god dude sarah that's so good yeah isn't this a bun yip <laughs> yeah yeah taking on a bun yip trip <laughs> yeah the only thing is i think it has a long neck but that's okay oh i thought this one didn't uh this is my regional... Um, no, actually, you're right. An, a head resembling an emu. Okay. Oh. That's my emu head. No, I, I, Those are feathers, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I see it. No, this is going to be the cover. Thank you. It's going to be the cover for this week's episode, if I have anything to say about it. Um, uh, da, da, da. Oh, yeah. So, again, sorry, I d- did misspeak. It can be on its hind legs. And when it is, it's 12 to 13 feet in height. Um. The bun again continuing reading. The bunyip has many descriptions. Some say it has a dog-like face, dark fur. <laughs> okay, are you good with the first one? Okay, that's great. Good job. We're gonna take I think we should do collage pictures and then that, that should be the cover. Okay? Um if you're someone you love goes missing, don't come to me to like <laughs> put their portrait up in the streets because it's gonna look like a bunyip. I'm gonna be a bunyip. Okay, I'm, are you ready? Are you gonna yeah. continue drawing? Okay, the next one. Face of a bear. Another one. Some say it has a dog-like face, dark fur, a horse-like tail. Oh. Okay. Got the horse tail. That's flippers. Did <laughs> <laughs> it say it was aquatic? So yeah, it did. Aquatic mammal. Walrus-like tusks and a duck-like bill. So oh, okay. So, so maybe like a different, a little variation of what you've kind of already had. What was the body of this one? Play it where it lies. Just yeah, it doesn't say. Okay, just furry. <laughs> just don't forget the the walrus-like tusks. Oh, no one's forgetting the walrus-like <laughs> tusks and the duck-like bill. And the dark fur and a dog-like face. Oh, this is easy. You should have given me some more difficult <laughs> next time. It's like speed drawing with Sarah. <laughs> You're making me look like a, a goofy-looking dog. 
You should have it's your own. You should make dog. your own like sip and draw class, <gasps> but they're all like cryptids. Yeah, painting oh. with it. It's like it's like not painting with a twist. It's painting with Sarah. Painting with a crit. Oh, yeah. I don't think oh, no, I don't think <laughs> that so. Might be a gang. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that might be a gang. Yes, Sarah. Correct. <laughs> Painting with the cryptid, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Painting with cryptids. Yeah. Uh, this animal is ugly as hell. <gasps> be careful. The one I drew. I'm sure in real life it's majestic. Well, I already and saved my. I already made a um, collage of the pictures of what was what Google had to say. So just you wait. I can't mm. wait to show you at the end. Oh gosh. I was drawing it. I thought there were no pictures. Did I just skip ahead to that and no one had to tell me otherwise? No, I'm letting you do it. Okay. All right, you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Another one. Or others think here is our Okay, wow. This is what you pictured. Ooh. I mean it's it is. It's a very good resemblance of the first one. Yeah. So we got the gator. Cr- I like the tusks. <laughs> oh, kinda... I did forget the tusks. Oh, no, yeah, it looks kind of like a turkey flap. <laughs> like the thing. What's I was trying to go for like um, what's the droopier dogs? Oh, <laughs> basset hound. Yeah, oh. that's why it's got the big old ears. Okay, okay, good, good. I good. forgot the tusks. That was. Me. I just said don't forget the. And I was like, I'm not going to forget the tusks. <laughs> I did the tusks. she not just say? Yeah, yeah. she okay. did. Anyway, I heard. Others think the creature has an appearance. Oh, I'm an idiot. I gave it a horn, not a tusk. <laughs> leave it alone, leave it alone. Okay, whatever. You fucked up, but leave it. Number two. Okay. Uh, the creature is just... Wait. Oop, doop, 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 bop, bop, beep, doop. Others think the creature has an appearance similar to a snake with a man and a beard. This creature is described to gobble up children and livestock in several aboriginal bedtime stories if they come close to the water's edge. Snake man and with a beard. beard. Okay, that's your task. Easy. Yes. (laughs) Uh, The bunyip is also said to prey upon the women and children of Aboriginal tribes during the night. It is hard to tell when the bunyip, what the bunyip look like because of its claims and variations. But all sightings, like I said, agree are it's an aquatic mammal because it hangs out near the water's edge. I'm gonna let you keep drawing. Okay. Thank you. Um, it does, and on all the sites I saw, list the translation of a bunyip to devil or evil spirit. Um, after reading those descriptions, I kind of have to say yes, because what in God's name is that? Say, how could you not? Right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, from what I could read, the bunyip term was first used in the mid-1800s and has been sprinkled throughout Australian culture. Uh, the two funniest um, uses that I saw was there is an Australian horror movie called Bunyip. That's awesome. And <laughs> a children's book called The Bunyip of Ber- excuse me of Berkeley's Creek. And the summary of oh, no. the book. It's so sad. I can't wait to read it to you. This was on Cryptids um, again. Uh, wait. Oh, popular in media. Okay. <clears throat> so in the book, it says, the bunyip tries to figure out what bunyips look like. The other animals describe bunyips as horrible creatures. So the bunyip decides to live alone where he can be as handsome as he likes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor bunyip. I know. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, I'm giving my bunyip little patches of random hair. He's got a beard, but I'm making him bald as well. He's compensating. <laughs> I'm going to say shits. 
I'm getting into the psychology of this bunny hip. Um, so, uh, so kind of going back to sightings, one legend, again, quoting from, again, there's not a lot of information and it's kind of, we've seen in the past where it just like repeats itself. Mm -hmm. Um, so very much in that vein. Um, so, uh, cryptids.fandom.com sightings. One legend says that a man, that a man named Bunyip broke the rainbow serpent's greatest law by eating his totem animal banished by the good spirit. Bami, B-I-A-M-I, the man became an evil spirit that that lured tribesmen and their livestock to the water so he could eat them all. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. One of the first recorded accounts of the Bunyip took place in 1818 when James Meehan and explorer Hamilton Hume, Hume, one of the two, both found enormous bones in Lake Bathurst, located in South, New South Wales of Australia, they described the creature similar to a manatee or a hippopotamus. Okay. So kind of that whole seal-like, you know, description in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if either, uh, either or both of those, like, sightings are true, skeptics say that the bunyip is just a leopard or elephant seal. Uh, elephant seals are pretty weird, and they do have, like, a weird floppy thing at the end of their nose um and leopard seals oh are yeah just i know what you're talking about seals yeah and then another theory is or what i like to possibly believe oh boy is <laughs> there is a creep that the creature was alive or still is and is just a descendant slash survivor um do not laugh at me dip rotodon Oh, and when cool. I when I was like, <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, okay, it's like a dinosaur or something. So I looked My it up. My mom almost named me Dipterodon. Um, Wikipedia <laughs> lists it as quote an extinct genus of large marsupials native to Australia, and I will show you what they look like because I think it looks like what possibly could have been a bunyip. Oh, and I was like, oh, well, that makes total freaking sense. Let me go back. Oh. Totally could be a descendant of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah. That's exactly what I drew. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Oh, let me see your snake man. Oh my That's god. <laughs> That's the worst one. <laughs> oh my god, Sarah. <laughs> He's so creepy. You know, like that whole, like, it's like the Billie Eilish one. Like, I'm taking out my retainer. I'm taking out my retainer and this is the album. Like, I'm ripping <laughs> out my eyeballs and that's the cover photo. Like, fuck. <laughs> And then here is the pictures, and then this is the exact picture I'll have on the Instagram post, but these are what is listed that I found the most kind of differing of the bunny. Oh. Yes, yes. That one makes the most sense. I know, but that was like one of the least popular designs. I was like, what? Hmm. The one in the bottom left looks like a sickly demon. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It if does. you see that in the wild, don't even run. Run <laughs> towards it and see if you can help. Right. So, again, the these two kind of look more like the the descendant. And then this one looks more like what is described. That's what I was imagining. This one looks like someone combined all of them. This one looks like what I drew and then was like, and let's put shade It does kind of look like it does have the long arms, but his back legs are not strong. Yeah, they're literally just slapping around in the wind it kind of looks like a disney i was thinking old school like uh like walt disney trying to like branch out and do a cryptid Mm -hmm. walt disney's nightmare (laughs) 
It's like the original Mickey when he's on the tugboat, yes. except not. <laughs> yes. That's what Mickey tug- bumped into when the he was tug- in the tugboat to hell. Yeah, maybe. really. Ooh. So anyway, that's the bun yip. Okay, bun wow. yip. Bun yipping, Kanye. Let's go to Aaron. <laughs> Beat that, Aaron. I Me can't wait. Give me and it. my husky voice will. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Somehow, please turn this into. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shake the pictures. You have a better camera. I'm gonna try and use Canva to make them look like not what I did. <laughs> They're good pictures. I can't. I couldn't even do that. <laughs> Top one. You would win at a Pictionary. Yeah. Oh, thank you. There is a game I really do enjoy, and we brought it up at work today. Balderdash. Okay, I've heard that like a I've lot, but heard I don't of know that. what yeah. it is. Here's what it is. Side note: Keep it in. Take that. I don't care. Basically, you pull a card and it has a word on it that no one has ever heard of. Okay. Okay. Like a made-up fucking word. Yes. And then someone gets to write down the actual um, definition, and then everyone else makes up what they think it means, and they have to guess which one's real. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Wait, there is a real definition. There is a real definition in the mix. But I don't remember how you know... Like, that one's not printed. I don't know if they write it down or something, but... Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay. Balderdash. Somehow, figure that out. Yeah. Okay. Er, oh, well, and or game night. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. All right. So, today, I will be covering the uh, case of Aton Pates, which was described in Ray Sanchez's CNN piece as one of the oldest and most painful unsolved crimes in New York City history. Fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm just like gearing you guys up for what's about to happen. Pain me. Pain me like my nails. <laughs> oh my oh man, God. it makes tough as nails a whole new thing, doesn't no. it? <laughs> Not these nails. <laughs> oh my God, so it's like the opposite. You're like, Sarah, like, you're fucking weak as nails. Oh. To be fair, I am pretty tough to put them in there. They, they're they looking real good though. Thank you. All right, sorry. Worst case ever. Can't fucking wait. Tough as nails. <laughs> I'm actually like so kind of mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Morgan, you're not gonna like this one. It's a it fucking just... kid, isn't it? Aaron! This one's just it's sad, but there's a lot of questions too that come up. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. cool, great, awesome. Go. <sighs> On Friday, May 25th, 1979, six-year-old Aton Pates woke oh. up to find his mom, Julie helping his older sister and younger brother get ready for the day. Instead of letting his mom walk him to the bus stop, which is about two blocks from their lower Manhattan loft, the first grader wanted to walk by himself. Aton had never walked to the bus stop on his own before, and Julie was hesitant to let him go on his own, but her son had been wanting more independence, so she allowed to have him walk by himself that day. Mm -hmm. Excited, Aton put on his Eastern Airlines hat, collected his backpack, and grabbed a dollar bill that he planned on using to buy a soda at the convenience store near the bus stop. Look at him I'm, growing up. I'm already, mm-hmm. I'm already crying. Oh my god! Shut the fuck up, Aaron. I'm not okay. It's fine. And he makes it to the bus. He goes to school, gets a very boring job, starts a podcast, and it's our rival. The end. The end. I wish that's the unsolved I'm mystery. Not... Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sarah, for the ending. Oh, I guess that would have been solved. Never mind. <laughs> Perfectly solved. <sighs> Julie walked Aton outside and watched her son as he strolled down the sidewalk, not realizing that would be the last time she would see him again. Oh, that's really 
As the morning turned to afternoon with no sign of Aton, Julie became worried. She contacted the school and was shocked to discover that not only had her son been marked absent that day, according to her son's friends, Aton never even made it onto the bus. Okay. Julie contacted the New York Police Department to report her son missing. Former NYPD detective Patrick Ianello responded to the call and drove to the Pates residence with his partner, Detective Bill Butler. Julie and her husband, Stan, were looked into but were quickly ruled out as suspects. Detectives were just certain the Pateses didn't have anything to do with their son's disappearance. Okay. I mean, when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean, I'm makes... sure she was distraught, like the mom. Yeah. But it does make sense because a lot of times it could be like a family member or somebody. Well, yeah. And if no one saw him after he quote unquote left, I can see why you have to look into him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm guessing she didn't brag about having a criminology degree. Not at all. No. Go back yeah. to our last episode if you want to know why. <laughs> yeah. Deal. Throughout the day, the detectives, along with other officers, searched the entire neighborhood, knocking on doors, checking on the shop owners, and stopping pedestrians on the street to ask if they had seen a blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy around 50 pounds walking in the area that morning. Aton was last seen at 7.55 a.m., but detectives found no clues to pinpoint where he had gone. Julie and Stan turned their apartment into a command center and continued to hope for their son's safe return. They described him as a loving, positive boy who easily trusted others. So trusting that maybe he went with an adult who wanted a child of their own. Yeah. So that's what they're thinking happened. Okay. Even with the FBI's help, the dead-end leads and lack of evidence led to the case going cold. The Pateses tried to keep their son's case alive by talking to news outlets and distributing their son's pictures wherever they could. Stan was a professional photographer, and the countless photos he had taken of his son were plastered on missing posters, on news segments, and even on screens in Times Square. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And Aton's picture was also one of the first to be put on milk cartons. Oh. Yeah. However, even with his photographs being distributed and a huge nationwide search, Aton was nowhere to be found. In spite of these setbacks, Julie and Stan refused to give up. In a news interview, Julie stated, quote, we have his belongings all over the house, and yet to put them away is saying to us and our children, he's gone and not coming back, end quote. Oh, and that crime. Yeah. Very, very tough. Very sad. The Pates family weren't the only ones affected by Aton's disappearance. The detectives leading the investigation and the New York community as a whole were shaken up by the case. Parents feared for their children's safety and began warning them about stranger danger and going out on their own. Brian O'Dwyer, the Pates family attorney, told 48 Hours correspondent Richard uh, Schlesinger about Aton's missing person's flyer. Quote, that photo will always haunt me, and every single day that I sent my son out to school, I thought of Aton Pates, and I was one of eight million New Yorkers like that. End quote. Oh my god. Detective Butler, who had been involved in the case from the beginning, had six kids of his own, and the fact that the case was going nowhere appeared to take a toll on him. He took his own life in 1986 and according to, yeah, according to 48 Hours, this may have been partly due to his frustration with the case, but that I'm not quite sure of. Yeah. Do you have a picture of Yeah, him? I'm not showing it with either one of you guys. You're going to lose your minds. Oh, what I mean, I've it? seen the picture. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-mm. That is the cutest kid I've ever seen. Look at him. Yeah, it's very... He looks like he could have been a child actor. I know. Mm-hmm. 
I'm done. Oh my god. Not that it matters if your kid's ugly and he miss goes missing too. Just yeah. I was like honestly, even if he was an ugly kid, I think I would still be like, oh, it's just hard putting a know. face with it. Yeah. Yes. Damn it. And that's like Sorry, plastered on screens in Times Square. Could you imagine? Sorry. Can you repeat? When did this happen? 1967. 67. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just make sure. 19. Oh, excuse me. Ha. 1979. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. 1979. 79. Okay. Ah, I'm really. I, I mean, speaking of child, or child act, look at that headshot. Like, his dad was taking such good pictures yeah. of him. Oh, my God. Okay. So that was 1979. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to ask you again. No, you're okay. I was working on notes for a different story as well. So I think I got the two <laughs> flip for a second. We're so wait. now we know the next one. <laughs> got it. Okay. Detective Phil Mahoney took over the missing person squad in 1998 after reading a poem by Sharon Olds titled The Missing Boy about a mother and son looking at Aton's missing poster. He sifted through the case file, looking back at all the leads collected so far, whether they sounded credible or not. One tip in particular claimed that Aton had been killed by a cult in Westchester. Get out of here with that. Yeah. So that's just kind of one example, but you can see why detectives were irritated with the pace the investigation, you know, was going in and how it just continued to get stalled left and right by false leads and tips. Detectives seemed to get the break they were hoping for, though, when one man's name kept popping up, Jose Ramos. Ramos appeared to be the likely prime suspect in the case. He was a known pedophile who traveled around the United States in a converted school bus using toys and baseball cards to persuade boys to come inside and then would later molest them. So every parent's nightmare? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you, sir? Awesome. Cool. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot is wrong. In 1982, Ramos, who was homeless and living in a drainage tunnel at the time, was picked up by police officers after he had like stolen children's books and had attempted to lure multiple boys into the tunnel. According to Wikipedia, when the officers went to check it out, they discovered pictures of Ramos with young boys. Mahoney told 48 Hours that the children in the pictures had blonde hair and blue eyes, so similar to Aton. Uh Ramos had previously been imprisoned in Pennsylvania regarding a separate child molestation case as well. In 1990, he was taken to the State Correctional Institution in Dallas, Pennsylvania for a 10 to 20 year sentence after pleading guilty to molesting an eight-year-old boy. So currently he is in, in in this case, in this story, he's in prison. Bye. Federal prosecutor uh, prosecutor Stuart uh, Grabois visited Ramos in prison and questioned him about the morning of Aton's disappearance. Ramos said he had been in Washington Square Park at the time, which he was known to frequent, when a seven-ish-year-old blonde-haired boy approached him. He led the boy back to his apartment, where he molested him and then let him go. The park was located near the Pates' apartment, and Aton was known to play there from time to time. Not only that, but Susan Harrington, Ramos's girlfriend or friend, depending on what article you read, mm-hmm. is interchangeable, uh, had been paid to walk Aton and other children home from school during a school bus driver strike that had happened shortly before the disappearance. The man who did who did the bad things to him is dating the girl that would walk him home. Correct. Oh my. Dating friends. That's what. Yes. Involved in this a terrible person's life. Oh no. Yeah, that I have no idea. This is the only time she pops up. Okay. So. 
there's that. But there is that connection too. He knows someone that is also like two close. Two, really? Yeah. Because the park and her. Too, too many. Yes. Two. Far too many. many. Mm -hmm. Far too many. Love it. Thank you. I'm already mad. Okay. I'm sorry. You're okay. You just, everyone deserves to be mad. It is very ingrained case. Mm -hmm. Ramos told detectives during questioning that he knew Aton lived in the Soho neighborhood, but then he like took that back and said he only knew where the boy lived because he had read about it in the newspaper. Bullshit. However, Ramos told uh, Grabois that he was 90% sure the boy he had met that day was Aton Pates. Even though they were very suspicious of Ramos, detectives didn't have any physical evidence to officially determine that he was involved in the boy's disappearance. Oh my God. Yeah, that's what's really frustrating. So he You'll see throughout the that case. he molested him. Well, he is 90% sure. Let's say that. There, there's, there's a, a pretty lot. good chance that I molested this little kid today. Isolate that footage. No, I'm just kidding. Let me, <laughs> right. let, me, let me, like, go home and think about it a little more. Are you... <laughs> but regardless... You molested a kid today. Holy shit. Is, oh, yes, what are you saying? Should yes. that be the wake-up call you need that your life has gone down the wrong path? I mean, I can show you a picture of him. It seems like there's a lot going on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was uh, Ramos what? Ramos? Jose Ramos. I would put Jose Ramos Aton Pates. Okay. Just to be specific. Whoa, not what I expected. <gasps> ew, ew, he looks like Santa. Ew. Oh, with his long hair. <gasps> That's the same person? No, it is not. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it looks like the white-haired man as our Joe Ramos. That is him, yes. Ew, he looks... Yes. Uh, for so listeners, in case I you didn't know, I don't like mm -hmm. Santa, and he looks just like Santa. To be fair, this picture does not want to make justice. Oh my god, ew! <laughs> this is what I will see in my night. <laughs> Get out of here! That looks like... No. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's a boot tip. <laughs> The bunion? The bunion. The, the boot tip. tip. Oh, look at the boot tip. <laughs> the boot tip. I sound like a trash person trying to say boutique. <laughs> Y'all going shop at the boutique. up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, this guy sucks. He looks scary. Do never show yes. me that again. Please that is never Ramos. show me that again. Ew, who put him in the little glasses? Ew, ew, oh, no. ew, ew, ew. Have you been naughty? Okay. It's too much. I'm so sorry, guys. That was That's like a lie. <sighs> yep, should have stopped the boot tip. <laughs> it's okay. We all learn. <laughs> Back to you, Aaron. I know. In 2000, investigators received word from a jailhouse informant who had spoken with Ramos. Ramos claimed he had dumped Aton's body in the furnace located in the basement of the apartment complex he used to live in. So 20 years ago. Uh, yes. Fucking cool. Okay. So wherever he lived at during Aton's disappearance. According to Wikipedia, Ramos was also aware of the school bus schedule and the fact that Aton's stop was the third stop in the morning. Furthermore, he could apparently draw out the school bus schedule, but I will say I only read this on Wikipedia. Okay. I watched a whole 48 hours episode and they didn't say anything. And I feel like that would have been like a bigger thing. I think that would have been a nail in the coffin. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I don't, I, I only read it on Wikipedia. Take you with a grain of salt. Yeah. No evidence, however, was discovered. So it is unsure whether this informant's info was even credible. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I mean, it does sound 
like regardless of if of boop, 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 of holy crap regardless if it's the truth whoa mm-hmm. it sounds like this informant if he didn't know really anything about the case it sounds like it could be some like good information like if he didn't know anything about the bus schedule like or if the bus thing was involved like i don't know it's kind of weird that the yeah. informant knew and again that i don't piece of it yeah but how hot does a furnace for a building get? Would I think you would be able to go check and see if there's bones there. Mm, I don't think so. Because, like, I mean, to burn a body, it's like, has to be really hot. But it's, like, has to be so hot and for so long. So if you're using a furnace... Sorry, this is so... Wow. Wow. I never thought about it like this. But if you're using a furnace for that long, it probably deteriorated over time in, in that heat. All right. Plus, <laughs> it's think- 20 years. Sorry, I just clapped. I guess I've never seen, like, a real furnace. I've seen, like, water heaters. But I've never had one of those, like, open the door for oh. the body in a furnace. I see what you're saying. You never lit a, a pilot light before? I have not either. No. Oh, really? Nope. No. It's 2021. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still well. have those? Woo! Yeah! Oh. I also don't really touch... You've seen a furnace. You've seen a modern-day furnace, Sarah. It's a, Yes. Yeah. But yeah. like, where that looks like my mom's basement. Where would you like put items to burn in a furnace? Here you go. Let's. I'm saying I don't see it being like an ice box. Like, does it open? Yeah. Nineteen. Oh. So I have a gross misunderstanding of how houses are heated. 1960s. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 1960s furnace is the first thing that comes up. That is oh. freaky. How Weird. many, let's get to the bottom of the question. How many bodies are in furnaces? Okay. Yeah. So, so it does. It looks like it has a door. Oh, okay. And then you're just like. birds aren't real. Furnaces don't even heat houses. They are really little. There you go, Sarah. Here's the interior. So if you opened that little door and. Does it get really hot? Inside? Yeah. This is a stupid thing. My house only gets to like 70 degrees. There's no fucking way. But why would you need it to go hot? Hot. In the winter? Yeah. I mean, you blow out hot air, but you're not blowing out, like, thousand-degree air. Correct. But, I mean, that is, heat is in there, and it's very hot, and it will expel, and it has to heat the whole house. Yeah. So that's got to be hotter. So it's not 80 degrees in the furnace. Oh. It's, like, lots of degrees in the furnace. And then the heat heat (laughs) trickles out through the vents. It constantly is turning on and off and on depending on what you have it set on. Kind of like your AC, but opposite. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Regardless, it was very hot in this furnace. And yeah. And he potentially put a human potentially. body yes. in it. Okay. It seems like they did go and check. Nothing was found, though. Okay. Well, at all. Disgusting. Yes. Yes. On June 19th, 2001, Aton Pates was officially declared dead. Asking Stan and Julie to go through with this was one of the toughest points of O'Dwyer's career. Needless to say, the Pates were devastated about the decision, but they agreed to do this so they could sue Ramos in civil court for the wrongful death of their son. So get some kind of closure out of him. Kind of. Kind of. When O'Dwyer went to question Ramos, his story slightly changed. He said the boy he had picked up that day was named Jimmy, and then Ramos... Refused to reveal, refused to reveal anything else about that day. This man, uh, okay. 
The Pates ended up winning the case and were awarded $2 million in damages. Whoa. Raymond. Holy shit. So the, yeah. So like they won this civil case, but Ramos hadn't been criminally charged, which was what investigators were really wanting. Manhattan District Attorney Robert Morgenthau made it clear, though, that there wasn't enough evidence to convict Ramos of murder. He was later released from prison on November 7th, 2012, but was rearrested not long after since he failed to register as a sex offender. Shock. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and to this day, Ramos has denied any involvement in Aton's disappearance. Okay. But we're not done. Okay, I was like, that cannot be the I end. I was like, no. no I was that like, is. I said, no. no. That's not how you end your stories. It is not the end. When Morgenthau retired in 2010, oh Cyrus. God, I thought you meant me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> We've been actually. I was like, so like, yeah. When Morgan said, that's when I was like expecting oh. you to say. So my brain was like, what? Okay, sorry. I'm so sorry. Woo! My brain was like, Aaron, what? <laughs> so this was the district attorney, Morgenthau. So Guys, he... I could be a district attorney. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. We all have dreams, Morgan. Go for yours. <laughs> I am not smart enough. <laughs> I, I can be a dreamer, but I'm a realistic dreamer. School? Nothing wrong with that. Not for me, homie. My goal is to be Sarah. I don't even know what a district attorney really does, so. I'm pretty sure they're the ones that, like, if. A turn their head left and right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not an ambi turner. I can't be oh. a district attorney. God. <laughs> uh, no. I can't and turn left. Listeners, this is your time to correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, they have more than more jobs than just this. But from what I understand, I believe it's when, like, cops or detectives think they have enough evidence to take someone to court if they're worried about it or if they like they have to get permission i think from the district attorney to bring them to court they're the ones that are like no you don't have enough evidence you have to get dna or you have to get i feel like you would be the best district attorney you'd be like investigate <laughs> investigate <laughs> Do no it. i'd probably be like take it to court take it to no i'd actually wouldn't because i wouldn't want any i wouldn't want the in like investigation to like lose so investigate i know they do a mm-hmm. lot more so i'm real sorry if you're yeah. a attorney. we've okay. learned a lot from you today yeah. furnaces dishes like attorney <laughs> you're a you. jack of all trades yeah. i just know like a little bit of information about some things okay okay yeah. i think it depends like state to state too so Correct. it's all in history don't come knocking on my door okay so i'm gonna that's your warning i will n- i don't even it's embarrassing how how little i know my mom says, blame it on public school education, but I think it's partially me. So uh. <laughs> anything I do know about geography or history is literally quotes from Schoolhouse Rock. Okay? I'm sure mom's like kind of nice though. Like, oh, it's not you, sweetie. <laughs> it's the public schools. What a loving parent. Yeah. She says it's, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> She's nice. But yeah, Schoolhouse Rock, that's it. I can tell you like how a bill becomes a law. Mm-hmm. Through song, but that's it. <laughs> Through the art of song. Yeah, I can. Be, I know a little bit about. I know science is kind of my thing, but I know about like some other science from Schoolhouse Rock. I know about mm. nouns. No, but adjectives. the preamble. That's about it. I can say the preamble. Yeah, I can, I can say sing it. that. I can say it and be sing the it. People in, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. 
Keep provide for the common defense. Promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. In 1887. See, oh. I could keep. Whoa. Whoa! I don't know the second part. I just had to learn the first part for school. Woo! Yeah, my school was like, that's enough. Remember that? Yeah. Remember <laughs> no, that? we don't. Do you remember the melting pot song? Oh, good. Oh, I kind of do. The great American melting pot. There it is. Yeah. 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 Interplanet Janet is the best, though. That's not history, but maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> is this why everyone's worried about America? <laughs> It's the public school system. No, <laughs> yeah. put it to music. They'll do anything. Yeah. They get all their learning from videos I mean, and the YouTube. I had to drop okay. Spanish, but I did. I will tell you fucking one thing I knew, I learned was the capitals of uh, Southern America. Um, like through a song on YouTube, it was like um, Chile, Bocaratangi, Totorotol. And I, I mean, I can't do it now because it wasn't squash rock where I listened to it all day every day. But that's how I passed that section of the test. Did there I you get go. Anything else right? No. My Spanish class, we listen to that um, scarf song a lot. I don't know what that is. I'm going to look it up and I'll show you after this. <laughs> continue. Okay. I got to figure out what it's called. It's like full school, whatever. Just never mind. <laughs> let me. I'm curious this. to hear this later. <laughs> I already showed you, let me smang it. So. Yes. <laughs> Smash and bang. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, Aaron. So the, the district attorney retired, retired in 2010. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cyrus Vance Jr. took his place and was asked by Stan if he could reopen Aton's case and look into it some more. Stan was confident Ramos was his son's killer. In an interview, he stated, quote, I send him a poster twice a year and I write on the back, what did you do to my little boy? End quote. <gasps> Get at it. Sorry, that was yeah. <laughs> a moment of silence brought to you by us. <laughs> yes. That took Very deep. my Very. breath away. Yeah. Oh, shit. What a fucking dad, bro. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Who has the huskiest voice? Him. Yeah. I know you did it. Yeah, basically. Holy shit. As a courtesy, Vance reached out to Lieutenant Chris Zimmerman, the head of the missing persons department, to look over the case file with fresh eyes and see if anything had been missed. But after sifting through all the documents with no, again, no clear evidence tying Ramos to the case, Vance became convinced that maybe, maybe Ramos wasn't their guy. Instead, they started to look at other potential suspects. Okay, that's fine. One person on their radar was a handyman who had been hired by the pizzas on occasion. For five days, investigators and police officers excavated the basement of the handyman's old workshop, which was located on Prince Street near the Pates' apartment building. I just got chills on my left leg. I'm so fucking scared. Well, no evidence was found at the dig site, and the handyman was ultimately cleared of suspicion. God damn it, I... So, yes. So, it seemed like the case would go cold yet again. However, a tip came in that ended up changing the direction of the investigation. Dun, dun, dun. Jose Lopez had watched the dig on the news and contacted police, informing um, them that his brother-in-law, 51-year-old Pedro Hernandez, had made claims to multiple people that he had harmed a child in New York. Jose wondered if the boy Ramos referred to was Aton. Do people not know a thing called shame? Why are you going on like, oh yeah, don't mess with me. I heard a kid once. Like, yeah. um, keep that to yourself and to your therapist. I get like mm-hmm. being a tough guy, like, or like trying to be the cool, like the tough kid in school. But there by, should like, be no pride. Okay. And when yeah. I say get well, it. Well, for him, it's right. more not pride is the complete oh. opposite. So. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. So a bit about Hernandez. 
He was from Maple Shade, New Jersey, and had dropped out of high school before moving to New York. He was 18 years old at the time of Aton's disappearance and was working at a convenience store on the corner of West Broadway and Prince Street. <gasps> Detectives. I, he wanted to get that soda. And it was like, I guess right there was like where the bus stop was. So detectives leading the case at the time were aware that he worked at the store, but it's unknown whether he had been questioned or interviewed regarding the case since Hernandez's name only appeared once in the case file. So I don't know if no one just didn't ask him any questions. If they didn't write anything down, I don't, they don't know. To be fair, he's probably so young. There's not going to be like a record on him. He's probably clean enough. They're like, Oh, he's just, Oh, Mm okay. I don't care. Like they say that he knew that, the family knew he was going to go get a soda. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mere days after Aton's disappearance, Hernandez returned to New Jersey and started working at a dress factory. He had gotten married, divorced, remarried, and had children during the 33 years since Aton had gone missing, working odd jobs here and there. However, he didn't have a record and had never been in trouble with the law before. Okay. In 1982, Hernandez had gone on a church retreat and broke down as he told several church members that he had hurt a child. Oh! According to CBSNews.com, two people in the prayer circle said Hernandez had even admitted to sexually abusing the boy. I only read that on that article, though, so that, like, kind of comes in later a little bit. He had also mentioned this to his ex-wife and a friend of his who never reported him because they weren't sure if he was telling the truth or not. Mm, I'm not even gonna comment. Not even that. That's so fucked up. Sorry, I had to comment. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Cool. Cool. On May twenty third, twenty twelve, detectives travel to Hernandez's New Jersey home to speak with him. According to Detective Dave Ramirez, Hernandez's face became pale when he heard that detectives were looking into an old New York missing persons case, and they wanted to ask him a few questions. Hernandez agreed to be interviewed at the prosecutor's office in Camden and spoke to detectives for seven and a half hours without a lawyer present. Whoa. Okay. Bold. Mm -hmm. He admitted to spotting Aton on the sidewalk, waiting for the school bus on the morning of May 25th, 1979. He walked outside and asked Aton if he wanted a soda. When Aton said yes, Hernandez told him they had to go into the basement to grab it. Once in the basement, Hernandez choked Aton until the boy went limp. He told detectives, quote, I wanted to let go, but I just couldn't let go. I felt like something just took over me, end quote. During the questioning, there was like this scene in the 48 hours, um, or at least in the confession tape, I'll say. I guess he was handed um, Aton's missing poster, and then he wrote the words, I'm sorry, and what was supposed to be choke him, he wrote like SH instead of CH, but that's what he wrote on there. That was given to him. After looking at the missing poster, Hernandez told detectives that Aton was the boy he had choked in the store's basement. Detectives then questioned him regarding Aton's whereabouts. Hernandez revealed that after choking him, he placed Aton's body in a bag and then placed him into a box. He tossed Aton's backpack behind the freezer, then walked a few blocks to a street corner, placed the box on the curb near a pile of trash, and that was later taken uh, to the dump. Oh. And in another article I had read, apparently he wasn't entirely sure if Aton was dead when he had dumped him. Mm -hmm. It's very upsetting. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. You're a 
terrible, terrible person. Yes. Not you, Aaron. This person. Oh. Aaron's like, yeah. <laughs> Me for telling the story. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's just. I'm sorry. This kid mm-hmm. did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Almost 33 years to the day, an arrest had finally been made in Aton's case. Pedro Hernandez faced both kidnapping and murder charges and was transported to Bellevue Hospital since detectives believed he was a suicide risk. Mm-hmm. Harvey. I was, mm-hmm. yeah. was going to ask. I'm surprised that, like, he even went to the. Um, to be questioned yeah. yeah yeah there's a couple more things that do happen um harvey fishbein hernandez's court appointed attorney visited him at the hospital and believed he was suffering from a mental illness hernandez was interviewed by a defense psychiatrist where he claimed he had visions and heard voices in his head the psychiatrist diagnosed him with schizotypal personality disorder a condition that makes it difficult for people to discern from um you know reality and fantasy mm-hmm. According to 48 Hours producer Marie Weiss, Stan and Julie Pates were not completely sold on Hernandez's confession. The investigation had received false admissions in the past. And again, they had that strong feeling that Jose Ramos was the one who had done it. Mm -hmm. And also several times the Pates dealt with people trying to deceive them as well. Blonde haired men would just show up on their doorstep randomly claiming to be their missing son. Oh, why? That actually really makes me angry. Why? That, yeah. That's disgusting. mm -hmm. I mean, unless you have any reason to think that, but you're just as bad as whatever truly happened to him. Yeah. Unless you do truly think that. I don't know. Yeah. But why would you go there? Go to the police. Go get your DNA checked. Like, that's that's so fucked up. There was one man who was apparently, like, so adamant, and I don't know. I don't know if he just wouldn't leave, but he was just so adamant that he was their son, that the police did have to conduct a DNA test so they could, like, prove him wrong and be oh. like, no, you're not. And was so he the son? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure that's rough already. So they're like, now things have kind of shifted and you're telling us it's somebody else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But um, according to Sarah Jorgensen's article for CNN, once the Pateses were convinced that Hernandez was actually their son's killer, they filed a motion asking for the civil ruling against Ramos to be overturned. Whoa. Yeah. Even though he's a little child molester. Okay. I mean, I get it. It's fine. I'm just, I'm being angry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're both not great, but that's where things at the end, I feel like there will be conversation because that's. There's Mm -hmm. still more things to happen. Cool. Yes. In January 2015, the trial for Aton Pates' murder was underway and would last three months. The defense argued that Hernandez was suffering from mental illness and had made up seeing Aton the morning of his disappearance. His daughter Becky took the stand and recalled her father talking about having hallucinations of demons and seeing an angelic woman in white. According to Fishbein, it was highly unlikely that Hernandez had committed the crime because no parent at the bus stop had even seen Aton that morning. Aton's backpack that Hernandez claimed to have thrown behind the store's freezer had never been found. Mm -hmm. And the prosecution had no physical evidence to connect Hernandez to the crime. Fishbein believed that Hernandez's low IQ would have made it easy for investigators to coerce him into making a confession. He also brought up the fact that Hernandez had been interrogated for several hours. I and was thinking that. Six of those hours had gone by before the cameras had ever been turned on. Oh, good. Oh, that's, gotta love that. Yeah. Oh, that's no. like That's like the one come part on, that gets guy, me. Come on, Come on. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the one part that gets me, I will say. That's not okay. Yeah. That's not okay. That's so long. And it's, okay, so in the 
you see part of the footage in like the 40, 48 hours episode. And at the end of it, the footage, the detectives told Hernandez, like there were two of them. One of them said, quote, I can't begin to tell you how proud I am of you. And quote, kind of like Pat's his head, really weird. And another one says, quote, right there is strength. That's the strength of the Lord, end quote. After he gave his confession, which to Fishbein suggested that the prosecutors were exploiting Hernandez's faith and religious beliefs. Yeah, that's what it sounds like a bit. Especially if he does have a schizoid personality disorder. Yeah. Does, uh, okay. Yeah. He probably does think he did it now. I. Where are those six hours? That's what I want to know. Oh. That's like the one thing to me. Like, if you know you have someone that you think did it. Yeah. Why not? Show, why chance it? Why yeah, not why show the not whole thing? Why would you not take every fucking precaution to make sure you have everything to nail it on them? Yeah. Because then it just looks fishy. Right <laughs> yeah, attorney. see? Thanks, Keep guys. those cameras on. <laughs> Body cams are important. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I told you there was more. <laughs> I'm just... But also, if he had no oh. record, that's like a huge thing to do and then never do it again, never have any suspicion not get caught. I mean, I know it's not like unheard of. It just for you to have, for you to take that big of a jump yes. and do that. And then like you just said, like if he has those personality issues, like nothing ever came close. Yeah. You mm-hmm. never came to your wife and were like, I think I'm going to do like do something bad again or doesn't inappropriate with kids that were your friend, your kids, friends. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would think something would have made people like, okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. The defense believed Hernandez was innocent and instead asserted that Jose Ramos was the only suspect that made sense in this case. The prosecution, on the other hand, argued that experts on their team had spoken with Hernandez and determined he did not have a mental illness. Therefore, his confession was completely sound. To back this up, they showed family videos of Hernandez with his family where he didn't exhibit symptoms of mental illness. They also presented his most recent driver's license renewal form. I think it was the most recent one. I don't know where he had left like the box to note whether he had mental illness unchecked. <laughs> okay. I feel like those are very small little things. I mean, you're, uh, you're kind of grasping at straws. But okay. For that one. Yeah. Detective Ramirez denied feeding Hernandez any information about the case during questioning and was adamant that everything Hernandez had said in the tapes, he had said of his own free will. Hernandez's ex-wife, testified in the trial about her ex-husband's confession and in one article it mentioned that she told the court she had found a missing child poster with Aton's picture on it hidden or placed in a box in their closet prosecutors also mentioned that Hernandez had shown investigators the site where he said he dumped Aton's body which was recorded on Zimmerman's phone in the footage Hernandez verbally noted that the building had added a door that hadn't originally been there They believed this was something that only the killer would have known. According to the defense, though, Hernandez hadn't actually been certain which building he claimed he had dumped Aton's body near. In the video, when asked by detectives if the area they were in was the dump site, Hernandez stated, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, again, if this is the one standout thing he did, you would think some details would be so certain. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. The prosecution also argued that sexual abuse was the motive behind the attack, but Hernandez denied molesting Aton says he's never sexually abused a child. On May 8th, 2015, after 18 days of deliberation and two deadlocks, the jury was still hung. 
with only an 11 to 1 vote for guilty. So 11 voted, voted guilty, 1 Whoa. did not. It's a 12 angry men set up right there. <laughs> yes. So the judge had to rule a mistrial. Hernandez was retried one and a half years later, where the same evidence and arguments were presented. This trial also lasted another three months, but had a shorter deliberation. This time, the jury met for nine days and came to an agreement. 56-year-old Pedro Hernandez was found guilty, and on April 18th, 2017, he was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay. After the verdict, Stanley Pates, who was present every single day of the trial, stated, quote, The Pates family has waited a long time, but we finally found some measure of justice for our wonderful little boy, Aton. I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful this journey finally came back with what I've known for a long time, that this man, Pedro Hernandez, is guilty of doing something really terrible so many years ago, end quote. Lieutenant Zimmerman told 48 Hours that the case was solved, quote, but I never gave them complete closure. I couldn't give them their son back. Would have loved to give them their son back, end oh quote. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. case helped spur the missing child movement. In 1983, President Ronald Reagan pronounced May 25th as National Missing Children's Day, and in 1984, Congress passed the Missing Children's Assistance Act. And this case, along with countless other missing child cases, also helped in founding the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hernandez isn't eligible for parole until 2042. However, his attorney has filed an appeal. I have no information about that. If it goes through, I'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, keep you updated on that. Uh, to this day, Aton's remains have never been found. If he was alive, he would be 48 years old. That's Mm-hmm. And that is the story of the kidnapping and murder of Aton Pates. I'm doesn't it really hard time. It's there's so many questions. This was such like a roller coaster of like you have this guy, and then they went well, to like Hernandez. He never did anything else? Apparently, had no criminal record, but he did admit it to a group of church people. Y- yeah, apparently. On a retreat. Yes. And his ex-wife and someone else in his life never said anything. Just mm-hmm. never said anything. Yes. Okay. Yes. He's fine. But I'm like, does he have some person yeah. a personality disorder then? And that's why they... I, I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. I'm... I'm not... I'm literally, like, trying to zone out because I am so upset. Yeah. Like, if parents never even saw him get to the bus stop, I don't know how that could have happened if he's claiming he was at the bus stop and then I grabbed him. That's, there. yeah, there are just a few little details here and there that I'm like, I just don't know. And it's so hard. And, like, the one guy, so the one juror who didn't, like, vote for guilty was, like, interviewed on the 48 Hours episode, and he's like, I could potentially put someone who is mentally ill in prison who yes. may not have done this. Like I, and, like and, I don't. And closing the door on the case that yeah. finding the person who actually possibly did. Yeah. I like, I don't know if I would want to be in that position either. So and there was no, he's, it wasn't sexual. He just wanted to strangle someone. I, he, that, that was what his quote. But again, we have six hours of footage we have not seen. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't just, like know. those impulses don't just like go away. Die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah, that was his strangle. Yeah, that was what he said. Like, he did it and he couldn't stop. 
and it yeah. just Hello, happens. Let's so look at everything, every other serial killer where it starts off as something and then it builds small, and builds, quote unquote, yeah, small, and then it builds. Yeah, like I don't doubt you could just kill one person. I just I I have issue thinking you just whoop. And there then go is. off and live a normal fucking life. Yeah, there was nothing weird before, nothing weird after. Apparently not from, yeah, everything I, I was reading. it's not possible, or, it's just weird. Or, may, yeah, I'm sure there are people who have done terrible things, and but they take that shit to the grave. Yeah. And maybe not as terrible as this. I fucking hope not. Yeah. But, like, yeah. this guy was, like, randomly telling people. And, like, I, uh, I have a feeling maybe that was just, like, a fantasy of his. And it just, but I don't think he, I don't know if he did it. I see, that's what gets me. Because I feel like the Jose Ramos, I was like, okay, he's got like a rap sheet. Yeah. He was known to frequent the park, everything. I was like, I don't, I, I don't know. It, it I don't bothers know. me. Ooh. So they truly don't know even where, where he was taken. From what it sounds like. Like he just, mean, did, he didn't make it to school. He didn't make it to the bus. Yeah, he didn't make it to the bus. So he took Aton into like the storage basement, you know, did all that, then dumped him. But really quick, so Aton, how far did he have to walk from home to bus? Two blocks. Oh fuck! I mean, he is in first grade. I don't know how well they. I don't know. I I'm gonna talk about narcolepsy. So <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> yes, let's definitely switch hey, Sarah, gears. Just, just knock me out. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Aaron, thank you. I, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. No. I, at first, I thought it was going to be a lot like clearer, and then I was. I can't wait for the follow up. Like, what I want to know if the appeal there's got to be. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah. I know it's a lot going off of very little evidence. I feel like I don't know. It's interesting. Like it's it's Again, nice that there's never a body. Yes, and I that's what like they say, which no sucks. body, no crime. The fuck. Yeah. It stinks that there's, like, literally nothing. There's no, like, little strips of, like, no clothing, no nothing. Not his, like, shoe somewhere. I don't know. To show he got, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, if you're, if he's wanting, if he didn't do it and just needed help, he could have, quote, unquote, confessed and then be like, sorry, I didn't do it. I'm crazy. And then they could have helped him get into a hospital. Or was Mm -hmm. it someone that just snatched him up? That's what I'm saying. And they don't, yeah. They don't know. That's not even like on the radar. Which ah, one's scarier? I, I don't mean, know. Narcolepsy is not. <laughs> it's a pretty rare disorder. Okay. Um, it's a pretty rare disorder. It's also chronic and it's known for causing overwhelming daytime sleepiness mm-hmm. and what's called attacks of sleep, meaning mm-hmm. you could literally be having a conversation with me mid sentence and then I'm snoozing a little while later. I'm back up. And some people don't even miss a beat. They just start talking again. Like, yeah, like I was saying, blah, blah, blah. Holy shit. Is it like those, like, fainting goats? But not to, like... Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I remember when I learned about this in high school. I was in some psych courses. And they um, they showed a video of, like, a, I think a dog with narcolepsy. Like, he'd be running, running, happy in the grass. <gasps> it's oh, so yeah. cute. It's so sad. Yeah. I know. Yeah, they played that video in mine, too. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about that till just now. Yes. <laughs> Um, as you can imagine, it makes daily life difficult um, because regardless of circumstances, circumstances, these individuals, they're going to have issues staying awake. Um, and like a lot of psychology disorders I cover, there is more than one kind. So narcolepsy one is accompanied by cataplexy, which is the sudden loss of muscle function. Um, and that can cause things like slurred speech, 
um, or just complete weakness of most or all of your muscles. And this can happen for a few minutes at a time. Um, unfortunately, this is usually brought on by strong emotions and it's the positive emotions that have the biggest impact, like mm. laughter or excitement. Um, in some cases, it does also come on from not happy emotions. So fear, surprise, anger. The example given on by Mayo Clinic, the example given by the Mayo Clinic is that sometimes when people with narcolepsy, one, like laugh really hard, their head may droop or your knees could even like suddenly buckle. Oh. Which is dang- I mean, it's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, as to how often these cataplexic episodes happen, it could be as rare as a few times a year or as common as numerous times a day. It- cases vary from person to person. I mean, not all narcolepsy sufferers have cataplexy, though, which is nice. Mm-hmm. If you do, I'm so sorry. That sounds like it's tough. Um, nar- narcolepsy, too, is the form that happens without the cataplexy. So there is no muscle function loss. You do just kind of, you know, go to sleep for a second and then you're back. Hmm. So like I could just like my, sorry, you like you drooped your head when you did it. Yes. So I shouldn't do that. It's like literally I could be like this and just. So you got to think even these attacks of sleep, um, you're going to feel tired. Like, yes, you'll be laughing. It's kind of like you ever been like slap happy. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're tired, but you're like, okay, we're just going to get through it. But does your body like relax? Like when you fall asleep? Probably a little bit. Okay. I mean, that would hurt. But I mean, it's like, not like a full on, like complete loss of everything. It could just be like a. Like your body's like trying that. to keep itself up. Yes. Like when you take a, when you're in school, mm-hmm. you're very tired. And you're like, and you're trying to nap on your hand. Yep. Yeah. And you start to slide. You. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I just did it again, even though I know y'all can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> did it twice. We're getting great theatrics. Woo! <laughs> um. Okay, so all forms of narcolepsy report on the excessive daytime sleepiness. And I don't just mean like 8 a.m. I need coffee. This is <laughs> intense, like I was just saying. You could be anywhere taking or talking with your coworkers and then without warning, nod off for a few minutes to half an hour. Holy shit. Whoa. I didn't know it was that long. Yes. And again, I'm saying without warning, it's the actual like falling asleep part of without warning because you do have excessive daytime sleepiness. So you do feel very tired. Yeah. Um. The weird thing is when you wake up, you normally feel pretty refreshed. Like someone mm-hmm. with narcolepsy, like when you wake up from this. Wow, even if it's just a few minutes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this feeling doesn't last, though, because you're going to get sleepy again. Mm. And a lot of sufferers also report on, this kind of makes sense, but decreased alertness and ability to focus on tasks. Which, again, if you're tired mm-hmm. all day, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Um, but the excessive daytime sleepiness is one of the key factors of narcolepsy, and it's the first one to appear. Which, again, it's going to make your life difficult to function, daily activities. Yeah. Like, imagine the fear of, like, I'm nervous to walk down the aisle and I don't have anything like this. Can you imagine, like, the overwhelming emotions that you get to go through? Plus, you're already nervous, so you're going to do it. Oh, my God. Like, I was just putting myself in situations. Like, I can't even imagine, like, dealing with four more things. So, Mm -hmm. Um, Another common symptom is sleep paralysis. Oh my god. Which I think I covered, but we're 70 episodes in. No, we did it together. Yes, yeah, we you did. covered it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we're almost 80 episodes in, Sarah. We're almost 80. Because what's what's this episode, Sarah? What number is it? Insert episode. <laughs> is it 77? Again? Or? <laughs> <I haven't... 
look at us skipping past that. Um, <laughs> in case you have forgotten, like some of us recording, sleep paralysis <laughs> is a temporary loss of control of movement right before falling asleep or as you wake up. Whoa. And not like wake up to an alarm with birds dropping off your fresh outfit for the day. Like a Snow White. <laughs> um <laughs> Some people wake up in the middle of the night and they can't move anything but their eyes. It's terrifying. And I know I talked about it. I know I had to have talked about it on that episode. It happened to me once and I don't want to ever experience it. No, no, no. Same. Again. No, no. Um, especially because a lot of people report seeing beings in their room or just having an overwhelming feeling of terror. Normally because your brain was just dreaming. So you could be projecting that into the real world until you get your bearings. Yeah, I remember talking about this and I was like, okay, but why can't it project like some fucking bunnies hopping around on my, like a meadow instead of a demon on my chest? Thanks. Because. <laughs> like I have good dreams too. Uh. Oh, I had a dream. I got a puppy as a bridal gift the other day and it was the best thing until I woke up and I was like, there's no puppy in this room. This is bullshit. Wait, Aww. is that a fucking hint? Wow. Okay. No, but it was like, I remember I was like, you know what? Different episode. Different episode. <laughs> Um, it was a really nice dream, though, because I remember just petting it, being like, you're such a good girl. Like, you're the bestest girl. It's the, the best dream I've had in a long time. <clears throat> okay. No, I cannot deal with the puppy right now. I know. But maybe for Christmas, Clayton. <laughs> um, so we can't really help the terror aspect or the paralysis. Oh, no, it's because I put a joke in here and I skip past it. <laughs> if you wake up. Um, in the middle of the night, and you can only move your eyes, and you're drip sweating because you're terrified. Good news, we have an answer for you. It's zero sweat. Oh my, Atlanta. <laughs> Do you want to go? Oh, it's me. Yeah. Oh, uh, I should just like lead up. To that. Well, you know, I mean, you're using it now too, so I am. I'm just. Are you still a fan? I'm still a fan. Cool. Yeah. Uh, zero sweat is the best antiperspirant I have ever used and continue to use. Uh, it's really. N- really great because it doesn't leave like rashes on your skin it's good for i have very sensitive skin i've never had a problem with it you roll it on your pits at night you wake up nice and dry and uh yeah zerosweat.com type in code sinister at checkout and get like 20 percent off of a 15 dollars purchase or more yep. that's what yep. it is bingo bango sarah sleeping oh uh, mm-hmm. no i'm not <laughs> um hallucinations are also prevalent and these kind of roll into that um, nighttime paralysis because they don't just happen randomly throughout the day. It normally happens as you cycle into sleep or wake up, um, which I shouldn't downplay because remember, they can fall asleep at any time of the day. It's not just like at nighttime. It could mm-hmm. be like about to fall asleep. Oh my. Like you could have just woken up. Mm-hmm. Oh. No. Yes. Um, so it's a waking nightmare. It could be. A lot of people oh. with the hypnagogic or hypnopompic hallucinations have the feeling of a stranger watching them. Um, oh, on this podcast, I've never actually covered cycles of sleep, but maybe I will in the very near future. Ooh. Hint, hint. Foreshadowing. Maybe like episode 77 again? I don't know what even this one is. 79! 79! Feeling fine. So episodes 80 might be feeling dreamy. Whenever we record, like, in advance, it really throws me off. Like, it's hard for me to, like, it go back. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. My brain doesn't. I want to do the notes for the one we just recorded. Yeah. I probably should just start doing that instead of waiting. That's why I put my, the, anyway, I was being, I was actually being productive and I put my, show my sources in. Nice. Ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Nice. Um, but a part of sleeping is the REM cycle and quick. For a whole drink, what does REM stand for? 
Isn't it like rapid eye movement? Aaron! And Aaron gets it. Ha ha! <laughs> Too slow. I was. I was like, <laughs> I, I knew that's what you were going to ask, but my brain went. <laughs> Not a very bold quip of you. Huh? Bold tip. What is this called? Bunyip? Bunyip. Tip. Bunyan. Bunyan is my favorite. Which bunion. one's the bunyan? Bull tip. Oh, bunyan. Yeah. <laughs> the snake is the bunyan. Yeah. Jesus Christ, get me out of here. Boot tip? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It just sounds like so many other things. <laughs> um, okay, so yes, rapid eye movement. That is the part of sleep when we dream. And normally you don't reach REM sleep until stage four of your sleep cycle. And again, it's a four-stage sleep cycle. I'll go over it one day, but not today really. Okay. Um. So it should take around 30 minutes, and that's only if you're exhausted. Like, if you're, you haven't slept in days, you go to sleep, you could reach it in 30 minutes. Or, at the longest, like, an hour and a half. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Like, okay. it's, it's late in your sleep period. Um, but someone suffering with narcolepsy, REM can happen at any time, um, which is probably why they wake up feeling refreshed. So when an episode happens, these individuals, they can transition quickly and achieve REM sleep within 15 minutes. <laughs> Which wow. is why, again, when you wake up, you feel refreshed. They're like, ready to go. Yeah, just for a little bit. Yeah. A lot of people with narcolepsy also have other sleep disorders, like sleep apnea, restless leg syndrome, or insomnia. Which, again, if you're always sleeping, I can imagine it'd be very difficult to get into, like, a natural cycle. Yeah. Um, you're not cozy. No, it, I think it'd be hard to relax, especially mm-hmm. if you do have any of the hallucinations. Like, yeah, goodbye. No, 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 thank you. But that is what narcolepsy is. And next week, I'll tell you <gasps> why doctors think cause it and how Ooh. they treat it. Very cool. Okay, so not episode 80 is when we're going to learn about sleep. You little sneaky sneak. <laughs> You little snicker, little snicker, slither and snicker. <laughs> you little bunion. You little bunion. I can't wait for you guys to see these drawings. Holy fuck. Bunion in my side. Gross. Beard band snake. Man beard snake. Beard band snake? If it's aquatic. I, I like how he has patches beard. of fur. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. You did a good job. I can't draw that. Yeah. The snake is really good. I mean, it's terrifying. Thank you. Yeah. You're so welcome. You didn't know I could do the Herbert the Pervert voice? Oh, I think I did. Yeah, you did. Anyway. It just catches me off guard. <laughs> well, that's all, folks. I think it's time to end episode 79. <laughs> With a whistle, too. I have to look at you after this. <laughs> I know. Um, things happen on this episode. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All the a lot of dead. Just like ups Please and downs. Like, I, hope, I hope everybody hits REM sleep tonight and can fucking forget about Aaron's story. Holy shit. Sorry. I hope you don't dream about it. I'll if be you dreaming. do dream about it, write in to SinisterSunrisePodcast at gmail.com. I'll interpret it. I bet you we already know what it means, but I'll interpret it. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, it's some form of Sinister Sunrise Podcast. Mm-hmm. We really didn't get super weird with it. So just try your best. <laughs> yeah, you can find us also a great, great place to find us. Apple. Um, yes. I hear the best way to listen is to leave a review. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. want to do that, we would be super happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that does it for us. Yeah. 
Yeah. Episode 79. 79. Feeling fine? We'll see you later. Bye. Stay sinister.